1: Hey everyone, welcome back to my podcast. I'm so sorry I haven't posted a podcast in so long. It's been almost two months. It's I've just had so much going on and I honestly wanted to like rebrand my podcast a little bit but I didn't end up getting to that and I was moving and then I'm actually recovering from like a little, a little cold right now or whatever and um, so excuse my voice as well but i you know i wanted to get back into it and wanted to continue posting my weekly podcast so that's what we're going to do today i wanted to talk about eroticized wounds and the ways that we sexualize our pain the ways that we sexualize our trauma the ways that we sexualize our wounds and end up getting sexually aroused from them and how this really keeps us in a cage but it's super normalized in our society And just before we start, I just want to remind you guys that you can donate or tip me for my podcast. I'm gonna link the link in the description. And also to follow my Instagram, which is Victoria Duvall, and follow my TikTok, which is also Victoria Duvall. And I also wanted to let you guys know that I offer coaching, feminine coaching, dating coaching, relationship coaching, all things women. Um, I do offer that, and I have a lot of clients that are super excited and super happy, Um, and I just wanted to open that up for anyone who wants to get advice from, from me, anyone who wants to talk to me, anyone who wants guidance. You can book a coaching session on my website. So with that said, let's start and let's get into it. So today we're talking about what I said, the eroticization, eroticization, is that a word? Eroticization of our wounds. Um, And I kind of wanted to start out with a story so that you guys kind of understand what I'm talking about. So I had a close friend come to me and she had told me about an experience that she had had and she had not told anybody. She was super ashamed and she'd never even mustered up the courage to really even fully admit it to herself and we were engaging and talking just about sexuality and and whatnot and she told me she confided in me and I have her permission to talk about this today um, about how when she was in a relationship where she was getting cheated on so her man was cheating on her constantly like he was she was living with him but he was constantly cheating on her he was constantly dogging her like literally just got girls pregnant getting girls bringing girls home when she would go out to the store he would have a girl at the house all of this stuff she would find all of the text messages of going into great detail about what he has done with these women talking about having anal with them talking about having threesomes just you know talking with with the women that he was cheating on her with about their sexual engagements. And as women, um, and you know, anybody, but as women, we know how extremely painful getting cheated on is, how traumatic it is. I actually saw a video the other day about someone saying that it really is sexual abuse to cheat on somebody, you know, because, well, that's a whole nother story, but I. In, in a way, I agree with that. Um, but regardless, it is extremely traumatic and extremely painful. And she would cry every day and was just miserable, but she was still dating him. And when she would have sex with him, she would think sexually about him cheating on her she would even think as much about like she would think about the text that they were texting the text between the people so she would think maybe if the guy sent a text or a girl sent a text to his phone that said like I loved when you ate me out or something like that she would then think about that text and visualize him eating out this other girl and um would literally like orgasm to it get wet to it and you know sexualize it And I, she told me this and she was so ashamed and she was like, I don't understand why I would have sexualized this, why I got off on this. I feel so dirty. I feel, you know, so ashamed that I would like feel turned on by this. And I said, don't feel ashamed. Don't feel ashamed at all. This is your brain trying to protect you which is the basis of what eroticizing your wounds is. This is your brain. Something is extremely painful, extremely painful for you. And then when you're sexual, your brain is trying to protect you. It's trying to deal. It's trying to cope with that pain. So it doesn't want to feel it. It's trying to avoid it. So avoidance leads to eroticization of the actual situation so what happens is your brain is trying to cope for example her brain was trying to cope with her still having sex with him what was going on was so heavy for her it was so painful that her brain either had two options shut down completely and just be like uh disassociate which some people do or get turned on by this there's really like no options. Like, what do you do? What can you do? You're, you're having sex with this person who's who's traumatizing you. So they sexualize. Your brain is going to sexualize it. And there's no shame in that. There's no reason to be ashamed. You know, say thank you to yourself. Kiss yourself. Hold yourself. Say thank you. Thank you. Thank you for trying to protect me. And that's step one. Sitting with the things that you've... um the things that you've sexualized that are actually painful, the things that you've sexualized that are actually wounds, telling your brain and telling your body, thank you for trying to protect me. I've got it from here though. And that's the next step. So your brain, it's trying to cope in its best way that it can. However, when you take the reins, when you say, no, I can do that for myself, I can self-regulate, I can heal this, I can move past this. I'm not going to be at the mercy of my my wounds and my trauma, which is really what it is. that means that your wounds and your trauma are running the show. They're running the show they're in control. And so they're, you know, controlling how you show up sexually. And when you say, you know, thank you for doing that for me, I see what you did. However, I now can can move past this, I can heal this, I can sit with this, and I no longer need to let it control me. And honestly, so many people think that their sexuality is something they think, oh, I'm really into this, or I'm really into that. But what it is in the reality is they're wounds are just running the show and then you think that's your personality you think that's your sexual identity and it happens all the time even outside of sexuality we can see you know someone may maybe um maybe a man never um a man every actually I was going to make another podcast on this This is a good example a man never helps you or every time that a man helps you or offers his assistance maybe it's financial maybe every single time that you are maybe your dad financially supported you guys as a family however he used it against you and it made you feel unsafe so although you appreciated the financial support you still felt threatened by that support. So because he he abused his power in that way. So instead of his financial support being in a respectful manner, in a loving manner, in a generous manner, it was used to inflict pain, inflict suffering, whatever. And then when you become an adult, that child thinks, "Oh, I I don't I just don't accept help from men. I don't accept money from men. I don't." Like men to pay for me. I don't like men to pay on the first date. I don't, whatever. That is somebody's wounds, somebody's trauma, somebody's pain, somebody's unhealed um, wounds running the show and making them think that's their personality. When in reality, there's so much more outside of your pain when you step forward, when you step out of these wounds, there's so much more fullness of the fullness of who you are because all that is is just a facet of your wounds you know, pretending to be you, but the reality is that's just a wound, and if you heal it and sit with it, you can move outside of that and figure out what's true and authentic for you outside of your pain. So, the same thing happens sexually. People think that they might be into XYZ, these, you know, very intense kinks, or, you know, even if they're not super intense kinks, these things that aren't truly in alignment, they're not really in alignment with the fullness of who you are, but because of some pain, some wounds, they show up and then you think that that's who you are. And it doesn't need to be as obvious and in your face as, um, you know, my friend who her boyfriend was cheating on her. She was eroticizing this this cheating and then getting off on it and orgasming from it and getting turned on from it. And that's very obvious. You know, this is what happened. This is what you know, you got turned on from it. He cheated on you. You got turned on from it. And then you eroticized it. And then we can clearly see what happened there. But in other ways, maybe it's not so obvious. Maybe it's just the, it's not a specific trigger. And I think a quote that I saw one time was like, you don't need to know the exact, the exact cause to, you don't need to know the exact cause, the exact trigger, the exact thing that caused this, this pain or whatever to heal it. All you need to do is just sit with it and ask yourself, is this in alignment with me? Does this make me feel in the fullness of who I am? Because honestly, I think that the current way that we are showing up as a society sexually is just being run by wounds, being run by trauma, being run by pain. It's very obvious, right? But there is a small fraction of people, which I wish it was the whole fraction of people, but you know, it is what it is, that have stepped outside of that and their sexuality is healing and it's full and it makes them feel safe and loved and so full in the fullness of who you are. Like the word full is the only word I can use to describe it. And that is sacred sexuality. That's the aligned sexuality that's a sexuality in alignment that sexuality that is in alignment with god in alignment with you right so all of these other things are running the show right now that are distortions but the truth of who you are is this sacred beautiful full sexuality that's healing and fun and joyous and playful and just safe in every way of the word um and that is something that everybody can step into but so few do because you have to take full accountability you have to sit with your pain you have to um stop playing with your life which I talk about all the time like get serious about your life because there's so much fullness and so much health and so much just like oh my gosh it's just like a joyous existence waiting on the other side but so many people just you know they don't want to they don't they are too stuck in where they are you know but there is sexuality that is so full and so healing on the other side And also, you know, somebody that really embodies this, that if anyone wanted to check her out is Hitomi um, on YouTube and also on Instagram and stuff. She talks about sacred sexuality a lot and she really embodies this sacred sexual energy in a way that I um, look up to. And I also see that that's also where I'm going. Um, And even though I'm, I'm there, I'm still not at her, at her level of embodiment yet. And I know that, <laughs> um, but people can be really like pointers of where you can go because so many people, they don't know that there's a life outside of the, the norm for sexuality. They don't know that sexuality can be so nourishing and so healing and make you feel so full. And it can literally, it, the, there's so many things I could say. I'll say this in another episode because this is about eroticized wounds. But um, yeah, there's just so much that is on the other side. So I would encourage everyone to really sit with how they're showing up sexually and just ask themselves themselves. Do you or do I feel um, full and nourished? Do I feel that way from from these these ways that I'm engaging these ways that I'm acting? Do I feel the fullness of life? Because that's really from experience. I know that's, you know, how I engage sexually. I engage in this sacred sexuality and it the fullness literally it just feels like you feel so, especially as a woman, you feel so full and so, you um, yeah, just so like giggly and and heal. It's just really healing. But anyway, um, yeah, so just ask yourself, am I showing up in that way? Do I feel safe? And do I because the only way that you guys can have this the only way literally is if you feel safe over and over and over and over a million times with your partner. You cannot have sacred sexuality. You can't have full sexuality. You really can't have any sexuality that's not wounded sexuality if you're not engaging. Of course, you can have it with yourself, but if you're engaging with another person, you can't have it unless you feel so emotionally safe, so physically safe with that person. If that person does not make you feel emotionally safe, you cannot have safe, full, sacred sexuality with them. You just can't. You can't experience the fullness of your sexuality if you don't feel so safe with your partner. And that is just basics. That's step one. And then from there, you can experience the fullness of real, true, aligned sexuality and see what that means for you. Um, But you have to feel safe with yourself and you have to feel safe with your partner. Um, and I also wanted to talk really quickly about, about your yoni, which is your vagina, feeling going numb. And we see this on a societal level. We see that women are asking for rougher and harder and more aggressive sex. When I'm saying rougher and harder, I'm talking about the actual penetration. And what this is pointing to is that women cannot feel unless it's extremely hard and rough. And that's not, it's its common now, but it's not normal. It's not the baseline of who we are as women. And so what this means is that women's yonis are numbing themselves because they have perpetually felt unsafe. And because of that, to feel, we have to keep going harder and harder and harder. When in reality, when you're connected to your yoni, when you're connected to yourself, when you are in alignment with your sexuality, when you're in alignment with yourself, you will feel everything. You will feel everything because you don't choose to shut anything off. Shutting feelings off from your yoni is an instinctive thing that women do after they perpetually feel unsafe. But it also happens... um, It happens as, yeah, as a result of trauma, which is literally feeling unsafe is traumatic. And um, yeah, so understand that if you are feeling like you can't feel, if you're not opened up to all of this beautiful feeling and these sensations in your vagina, around your vagina, that means that your vagina is numbed and shut off and, I have I have been in that in that situation and that's what I thought was the norm for sexuality that's what I thought was the norm for women that's what I thought was the norm for my yoni and I will tell you the way to move through that is you have to be willing to feel and what that means as women is we have to be willing to feel all of the pain We have to be willing to sit with it. We have to be willing to feel it all and not shut it off anymore. So ways to move through this are you can do yoni mapping. You can do de-armoring rituals, things like that, and just look these up. And also, um, Hatomi she talks about them on her YouTube, um, do these types of things, and they encourage you to go back for yourself and feel these things that we've refused to feel. It's kind of like what I was talking about before with the eroticized wounds. She's not wanting in the story. She doesn't want to feel um, the fullness of that pain. If she did, it would literally kill her. Not really, but she would have to go. Yeah, a little death. She would have to go through an emotional, spiritual death if she felt the fullness of that pain of her man constantly cheating on her um, like every day. She was unwilling to feel it. She was unwilling to leave her man. So instead, she had to make a choice, either disassociate or sexualize this because I'm not willing to really truly feel it. So it's the same thing for us. Um, maybe you had a traumatic event five years ago and you haven't really ever coped and felt the the. Um, you haven't not coped, but you've coped, but you haven't really felt all of that pain and how it impacted your body how it impacted your womb you haven't maybe you had just um even very you know basic but still traumatic experiences where maybe you were 15 and a boy was fingering you and he didn't really respect your body that leaves an imprint in your womb that numbs your womb that numbs your vagina because you are communicating to your vagina this is not safe i'm not respected i'm my i'm talking to your yoni, your womb is saying, realizing I'm not safe. I'm not respected. What do I do? I'm going to numb because I can't feel this and she's not protecting me, right? So to do all of this, we have to be the protector of our own wombs, of our own vaginas and create that safe space for them, which is masculinity. Create that safe space for them. We have to be our own masculine safe container so that you feel safe to feel, which is feminine. So you're Yoni is, and your womb is innately feminine and to allow it to exist in its fullness, in its femininity, it has to feel safe and the first person to give that to it is you and you have to give yourself that masculine container. So all of that being said, if your yoni feels kind of shut off, if you have to go really hard and really rough to feel anything, if you are constantly wanting harder and more aggressive, you are most likely shut off in some way, not coming from an aligned sexuality space. You're not coming from a sacred sexuality space and your yoni, all you're doing is traumatizing your yoni, traumatizing your womb. Um, So There's literally a world, like I said, there's another world outside of this. I literally think I said like a million times, I was like, there's a full world. There's a lot of joy, but like, I don't know how else to say it, you guys, but there really is, you know, and I've been, all of these things that I'm talking about, I've experienced and I've been in that space. So, I also know the path to move through it, and I also know what's on the other side. So I hope that this was helpful for everybody. Um, yeah, and if you guys want to coach, I mean, <laughs> book a coaching session with me, you can book it in my bio, in my website on Instagram. Well, my the link is in my bio on Instagram, but you can book it on my website, which is victoriadeval.com. And yeah, I hope this was helpful for you guys. And I will be making podcasts every week back to normal. And sorry, there was such a long break. But anyway, guys, I will talk to you soon. And I wish everyone an amazing new year. I love fresh starts and the new year. So I hope everyone has the most blessed 2022. And you really step into your power and the fullness of all that you are. So thank you guys.